This is Full Throttle, the Presidio Group's automotive industry podcast. I'm your host, Jason Stein, Presidio's marketing and communications advisor and host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. On a monthly basis, Full Throttle serves as the industry's meeting point for great conversations with leaders across the automotive world. What you have is a need for simultaneous equations on a massive scale. So understanding who's looking and what they're looking at and who represents that party um, and understanding the uh, driving pieces of digital retail and the driving pieces of brand and the driving pieces of the market and the availability of the car and the features whether it's new or you, there's just so many pieces that need to come together in a live conversation. So when, when you're looking at so much detail, AI can bring it all simultaneously. Artificial intelligence. There are a few phrases generating more buzz today than AI. It's at the center of every conversation, and it's the epicenter of change within the auto industry. From chat GBT to automated methods of customer service, the possibilities are endless and the opportunities seemingly limitless. But how will AI change the auto retail technology space moving forward? Well, one individual has been considering the implications of AI for longer than many in the space because she's been in the middle of the conversation for so long, just not necessarily in automotive. Now that's changed. Jocelyn Boudet is founder and chairman of Stella Automotive and is a serial entrepreneur with 25 years working in the field of artificial intelligence. She's widely recognized as a thought leader in AI for large enterprises. Now she's shifting her focus to automotive. What are the lessons learned and borrowed from other industries? And where's the future of automotive and AI as Stella grows in the space? And make no mistake, like AI, Stella is aiming to learn and grow. Recently, the Presidio Group led a fundraising effort for Stella. Through its deep relationships with the dealer community, Presidio helped Stella procure strategic capital and industry advice that will help address challenges faced by dealers. In May, Stella announced that it closed its seed round of financing, securing convertible promissory notes from strategic investors, including Maruni USA, the Pohanka Automotive Group, Zube Family Enterprises, and the Presidio Group. Presidio has served as the exclusive financial advisor and banker to Stella since its market introduction in 2022. So what's ahead for Stella AI? Today, Jocelyn tells that story on Full Throttle. Hi, this is Jocelyn Baudet with Presidio Group's Full Throttle podcast. Well, there's no other subject that is dominating the airwaves as much as artificial intelligence is. What is it? How will it change our lives? Everybody seems to have an idea around it. And I'll even go back to the 60 Minutes broadcast recently that said that when you look on our time as a moment where civilization transformed, you can come up with a couple of different events, fire, agriculture, electricity, and now AI. Jocelyn, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's start with the basics. What is it? I know you've been working on it for a very long period of time, but give us the little summation, if you will, of artificial intelligence and why in the automotive retail space we really need to care about it. Well, artificial intelligence is a um, very, very important technology that finally is acknowledged by the world this year, especially with the chat GPT launch. Um, I personally have been in the space uh, since the late 90s, but uh, for a very long period of time, most people didn't understand what it was. 
Um, so I'd say right now it's largely understood as conversational AI, but um, before that it's been around routing airplanes and helping optimize all sorts of search technology and um, helping cure cancer and do a million other things. So from a, a person in the field, it's certainly not a new topic, um, but it is certainly a very new to have the market so interested in it. And why is the automotive market interested in it? And more importantly, Jocelyn, why are you interested in automotive? Well, I think there's a lot to unpack. An automotive can benefit greatly because it's largely a customer-facing market and customer engagement requires intelligence. And uh, uh, there's a lot of information in this market about cars and distribution and logistics and features and um, all sorts of things coming out on a very regular basis. And then there's the complexity of the distribution models. And then uh, there's the consumer market, which is also quite complex with different people with different backgrounds and different geographies with different economic interests and goals. And so when you put all that together, it's a really exciting market for AI because it involves so many moving parts and where AI really shines is where there's complexity. And complexity because simplicity can be created or or at least certain tasks can be created to make life simpler. Am I summarizing that correctly? Yeah, what you have is a need for simultaneous equations on a massive scale. So understanding who's looking and what they're looking at and who represents that party um, and understanding the uh, driving pieces of digital retail and the driving pieces of brand and the driving pieces of the market and the availability of the car and the features, whether it's new or you, there's just so many pieces that need to come together in a live conversation. So when, when you're looking at so much detail, AI can bring it all simultaneously where humans are really linear. First, you have to find out, well, who are you? And go look them up. And then what car? And then go look that up. And um, having command of data has made that faster, but not fast enough, not compared to the appetite of consumers who are really getting used to instant gratification in other markets. And they're, they have very low tolerance, in my opinion, today, and even more so going forward for delay. So what advances have been made in the field of AI that would now make this a conversation piece? Because everywhere we turn these days, we're having a conversation about the subject. Well, conversation would be the key word, Jason. Um, conversational AI is what came out this year with uh, the chat GPT. The large language models are all the buzz that um, people are learning about. Um, but that is really um, computers for a long period of time have been able to do uh, mathematical equations, predictions, and, and math. And now it's able to talk and it has command of language the way it has command of, of formulas. So when you have command of language, you, you've just taken on a whole new category, being able to write language and repurpose it and create new language. Um, in the form of conversations and or computer code or other things. What changed? I mean, you've been in and around this for so long. And, yeah. and I know you've told me that the change that we're going through now is leaps and bounds from well, the change that would have occurred in the last, say, 10 years. So, Well, what changed was the compute power, um, the training necessary, and it was just time, compute power, and money like 
um, and what what happened is the the language systems needed enough data and enough processing power to learn language. But given your experience, could you have predicted what we're going through now? Yes, I think everybody's predicted it for a long. I mean, um, I think uh, talking computers were predicted in in before computers were invented, but certainly after computers were invented. And um, TV's been showing talking computers um, and and talking computer systems. So I think what what changed is language, uh, but, it, but AI's been around for a very long time. What what's new is that it's talking um, it, on a massive scale and can create uh, and repurpose content. Um, but that th- those concepts have been around since the fifties and sixties. So what, what's exciting is that they're here for, for people from the field. What I remember is open the, uh, pay, uh, the, um, uh, let's start that again. What I remember was, was, was the HAL 9,000 and, uh, <laughs> 2001, a space odyssey. Yeah. Uh, and you know, a lot of those sort of, um, uh, machine enabled functions that were, that were occurring. There, there is the thought that AI, and this goes back to the 60 Minutes interview, AI will impact everything. It was said during that segment, every product, every company, there will be a super-powered assistant across everything that we do. Do you concur? I do. I think that AI, a massive distribution of intelligence is what is occurring. It's very early stage. Um, but in intelligence everywhere and in everything is is what will happen. Um, intelligence in the form of um, customer service in the area of cars, prediction, logistics, precision. Um, I, I, I don't even think we've begun. Hmm. And to think that a year ago, we didn't even, two years ago, we didn't even really talk about this subject. Well, or some be- did. Yeah, <laughs> I founded did. my company in 2015, so I was talking about it a long time ago, but uh, it is new to the the general market, and I think very exciting from the perspective of customer engagement. What's also new to you is automotive, so relatively new. So what are you experiencing in automotive that you maybe didn't expect before? Just the complexity facing the dealers. I have a lot of compassion for the the dealer in the equation as to really their ability to engage at a local level with a consumer, I think is valuable and will be valuable on a sustained level. Um, but they're going to need tools to do it because there's just so much data um, and, and so much context that uh, comes to bear on a transaction uh, whether that be delivering a car for service or uh, for a test drive, uh, or whether just answering questions about a vehicle, uh, most of the people working in the in the market are still quite disabled. It, it, it's shocking how little they know uh, when engaging with a consumer. So, if I'm at a dealership listening to this program, how will my world be different by? AI, say over the next three years, two to three years. Well, if I knew that, I'd, 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 you know, anyway, I think a lot of people speculate about the question of where we're going to be in two or three years. It's a complex question because there's so many moving parts. But from an AI perspective, certainly 
Um, I mean, we're very much focused on the customer engagement on an AI representing the dealer as a staff member would and um, and helping staff members themselves engage with customers. When you look at the consumer experience, um, so much easier um, if, if uh, questions are answered fast and quickly about inventory, features, pricing, logistics. Um, so much easier if um, it's all, you know, predicting when a car needs maintenance and um, swapping it out um, and, and just taking care of customers so that their time isn't wasted. We, we find just consistently across the sequence of events and engaging in automotive is it, just a, an inefficient use of time, both by the staff members of the dealer and also by the consumers and by the brands themselves. So it really does come down to that efficiency point that we mentioned earlier. Yes. Yeah. You recently, Stella recently um, announced that it had closed its seed round of financing and secured convertible promissory notes from several strategic investors, including Maruni USA, the Pohanka Automotive Group, Zube Family Enterprises, and even the Presidio Group. Tell me what that meant for you, what that meant, what that means for the company. It's really important. I think it's non-trivial to enter the automotive space. It's it's a complex marketplace with complex market dynamics. And um, to have partners to come in that we can listen to and trust um, that represent the dealer narrative and uh, can help us navigate some choices as to how to prioritize what to deliver and you know what's needed the most or where the pain points are in the marketplace is incredibly valuable for us and then obviously just the references i mean they're incredible references in their own right the fact that they uh, chose stella and um, believe in the product they're rolling it out themselves and investing in it is such a good indicator for my company which is in fairly early stage and your aim is to increase your focus on sales, market share, and innovative new products. So what will we see from Stella in the future? Well, Stella Automotive launched less than a year ago. In the fall of last year, we hired our first sales force. Uh, we've been in market. We have over 100 groups on the platform now, and we're growing rapidly um, we started with a booking agent that is very robust and can accommodate booking at almost any dealer. We integrate with schedulers and we do custom settings on transportation type op code and call routing uh, over that product, which is a booking agent on telephone. We have since launched a, a receptionist that replaces an IVR and answers the main line at car dealers. That is now using natural language to understand consumers. It is transferring calls and answering core questions um, for consumers that are calling all in one ring with a perfect branding experience. And then in the months to come on the docket are we're rolling out messaging uh, where we'll be able to book appointments uh, over SMS and web. And then we have a, a, a total customer experience product expected for NADA uh, next year. So we have sort of leading edge R&D going on with those investors. And we have a larger uh, dealer advisory group, not just those investors, but other groups as well, a few other large groups that are all participating in uh, working with conversational AI in their dealers. 
And you're hiring scientists and engineers like crazy, aren't you? Yes, we are. Where are you pulling them from? Well, we... And what are they doing? Well, we have a core team that is delivering voice technology. So I think that the real focus is on automotive. And we made some key hires in the product management space. Uh, ben Okuka joined us. He worked at uh, Rocket Auto and at Ford Direct. We have uh, a few people that have come over from, you know, the likes of Conversica and Live Person. And then quite a few people have come from Cox, but we're, we're really building a narrative around AI in automotive and um, the customer experience in automotive and looking very carefully at what OEMs and dealers are, are hoping to deliver to customers and accelerating um, that, that, that cycle. What are you learning the most here I mean, in your, you know, one year experience being immersed in automotive retail? Well, I've learned certainly that the dealers are facing quite a lot of complexity and that AI can help. Uh, we, we look at um, when when we look at the car dealer, the number of data sources and the with the DMS and the number of systems they have between the CRM and, and federating data in a consolidate customer data platform, CDP, um, and engaging with digital marketing. Uh, I think AI can can inform a lot of that. You're looking at perfect attribution analysis, perfect customer engagement, perfect record keeping, perfect uh, execution on scripting, perfect uh, analytics um, and predictions uh, on repetitive processes. I I think those are, um, as we see those gain traction and work, I think it gets more and more exciting to see how we'd be able to help. What we're going after is the um, highly repetitive things so that, that the people and the dealers can, can, can engage with the customer on more complex tasks. The 60 Minutes piece referenced the fact that, uh, very predictably, that two-thirds of jobs, by definition, will change in the future. And that that will be an opportunity for individuals to build new skills and learn to work alongside machines. Is that your view of it as well? Yeah, I think it's a moving target. Um, what people are doing is is changing and will continue to change. Even within my company, things that we did manually, we now do automatically. I had a QA department that manually QA'd, and now I have an automated QA department. I've had um, a transformation on um, a lot of cycles and I, I tell you, it's a very dynamic environment, uh, keeping abreast of what's going on. But um, what we do is just show up every day and lean in. And we we talk to dealers, we work with the dealers, and, and we just keep evolving. Because of your experience in so many other industries, give us a little snapshot of, of what you've been a part of in the past that has really resulted in change as a result of AI, non-automotive. Yeah, I'd say, you know, early in my career, I worked in the patent space. Uh, We used natural language technology to search for patent data and um, patent claims. So looking to enforce a patent or defend a patent, uh, finding information online, and then looking for claims that match that type of technology. Um, And then working with uh, modeling teams and uh, complexity science teams that bring multiple disciplines um, together to look at a problem. Uh, we modeled um, looking at things like actuarial um, programs for uh, healthcare, uh, transportation modeling for airlines, baggage and, and um, 
we did retail store strategies for where um, where to open stores in the U.S., what markets, using AI to simulate um, shopping experiences. I mean, I've worked on a lot of projects, also worked with AI in the um, search space. We sold algorithms, my team, and some of the people that joined me here, um, I worked with for 20 years, and we sold algorithms into uh, Microsoft and eBay uh, to to help uh, find things. Um, We've done question answering systems, um, talking to, uh, you know, a book or talking to a database um, uh, for um, large global companies with highly technical data. But most recently, uh, we did a lot of work with parts and repairs. So we worked in the heavy equipment space and uh, the Stella platform actually uh, authored and authors today a large number of repair instructions for consumers on how to uh, change oil or um, fix tracks or replace wear parts on heavy equipment, um, gives advice to technicians and helps them find uh, comparable repairs. Uh, We've also done reverse parts lookups where people don't know the part number, but they know the area. And so we can use natural language to derive the part number through a series of disambiguation verbally. Um, So what that nets out to is we've helped very large companies um, engage with consumers on repairs, parts, and services. So we, we've we got a lot of experience in that specific category. Final thing, there are some who talk about the concerns over AI. Um, there's a healthy amount of hand-wringing that goes on, Jocelyn. How do you address the the, the those who say that there are dangers that are out there? Well, I'll leave that to Elon and other people. Um, <laughs> to give everybody their warnings but i from my perspective um just for this industry and 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 this audience i would compare it to self-driving cars you know i had an investor set, send me an article um that there's there's still no self-driving car and will it ever arrive and isn't it sad that cities are so complicated um but you know if you turn around and look um, at what self-driving cars, comma the 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 industry has done, um, you you can drive most places um, automated. You can park automated, and you can do a lot of things that self-driving cars have brought. And if you look at the vast amount of technology that's rolled out related to automation of driving, it's astounding how much a car can help you and make it easier in the camera systems and the evolution of that. And I would say AI, the big scary thing that's coming, you could keep the narrative on the scary thing company coming or turn around and look at all of the awesomeness that is coming out practically daily, um, transforming and making things better in the automotive industry, uh, better around diagnostics, repairs, and prediction, onboard vehicles, and helping consumers um, make everything easier. And I, I focus on, you know, the constructive things that we're working on. Um, and I, I think the scary story is there. I, I don't want to speculate on it. But uh, the bigger story is the innovation and the improvements that have come. And if you just look around, and it's hard to remember 10 years ago that if you wanted to see a movie, you had to get a newspaper. It, it's, it's it's hard to even tell a, a, a young person that that, that was hard to get data. 
Um, and, and yet um, it, it's still hard to find out where to, where you can find a car. Right. So th- things like that, um, I think are, are changing so fast. Two years ago, now you can search anywhere for anything. And, and it, you just look at how much has come and how much, how fast it's coming. Um, I, 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 I would point in that direction as constructive, useful, a transformative experience. I think buying a car um, it, it, or, or, or servicing a car or engaging with automotive could be one of the more innovative experiences. If you look at all the technology in cars today and what it's like to be in a car. You need a similar experience of what it's like to be in the dealer. So well said. We'll leave it at that. Jocelyn, thank you for telling us a little bit more about Stella, and uh, we will watch with great interest as the AI road un- unfolds in front of us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thanks again to my guest, Jocelyn Boudet, founder and chairman of Stella Automotive. And thanks for listening to Full Throttle. Come back to us later in the month for our next interview on this platform. Suggestions? Email me at jstein at thepresidiogroup.com. And to learn more about the Presidio Group, go to thepresidiogroup.com or follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening.